All right, so um, like I said, we're, we're in the, the, the prayer series in, in this verse here uh, in uh, Hebrews chapter 4. This is our, our, our focus. And, and what I want us to do is to be able to, um, uh, when we're in the time of need, uh, or any other time really, because um, that's, uh, if you look at it, we're always in need, in need of something. Um, but look at this verse and look at this truth and this promise from God's word. And it says we're to, with confidence, with confidence enter into the throne room. So um, with, with that thought, I, I want to kind of springboard into um, what we're going to talk about today. If you're taking notes, uh, you can kind of title it Prayer and Priority. Prayer and Priority. And when we talk about priorities, everybody um, would say that they would, uh, I would, and when I say everybody, maybe you're not, but um, a lot of people would say that, yeah, I, um, God is a priority in my life. Well, I, I want to take one step, um, one step back a little bit and say, well, we're not talking about God being a priority, not that he shouldn't, I'm not saying that. I want to talk um, essentially and especially about prayer being a priority in, in your life. Because I, I think that if we ask a question about, um, about prayer, that, that you would say, um, yeah, I, I do it. Um, yeah, maybe I don't do it enough or like I should, but I, I do it. Well, Okay, some of you might say, no, I don't do it, Wh whatever it may be. Um, wh what I want to highlight is how to make prayer more effective in your life. Um, and, and the only way to make prayer effective, and it's not, and it's not the, 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 that God is ineffective, don't hear me say that, it, it's that, that um, if prayer isn't a priority in your life, you're slipping, um, don't want anybody to feel bad. I'm not, that's not my, my intent. My, my intent is to identify if there's something going on and there are, are if you're in a, a, a struggle, if you're in a need and you're not praying, you're, you're missing out on this verse. I mean, it, it, it says very clearly here in those times, this is where you need to go. So how do we, how do we get there? Uh, and I think that that's a, the, the question I've had people ask me like, yeah, I want to, but how do I get there? You just have to make prayer a priority in your life. It's got to be a priority. Well, yeah, but I'm really busy. Okay, let's just stop and let's think about this. Think about what you do every day, the things in which you do. Why do you do the things in which you do? They're a priority. Uh, no one raise your hand because I don't want to incriminate anybody, but there, there are those who have favorite TV shows, right? I got a favorite TV show. Every Tuesday night, I like uh, watching The Curse of Oak Island with my, uh, with my kids. It's yeah, I got a, a, a woohoo in the back here, right? The Curse of Oak Island. It's a treasure hunting where they're, they're trying to find this. It's not like a scary movie or anything. They're trying to find this treasure on, it, on Oak Island out in, um, in Nova Scotia or whatever. Anywho, I, I make it a priority to set that time aside. And it's usually because Haley is nagging me, Dad, we got cursed tonight. We got the curse tonight. Yeah, we do. But I make it a priority to watch that. Some of you, the, the, I mean, there's many other TV shows in which you have. You, you watch those, and the reason you watch those is because you've made it a priority to do that. You know, the game's on today, right? Okay, some, some of you are like, what is that game? Yeah, it's because you're a Browns fan. You haven't been in the playoffs for how many years, but that's all right. Um, so, but, but the, today at 1 o'clock, I'm making it a priority to, to watch the game. Um, and, and that's not, not saying that other things aren't important. I, what, I'm, what I'm stressing is the things that are important in your life, you make a priority to do. 
Uh, It's important for Shannon and I, since uh, last February, we've been going to the gym, and that's a priority. We we make that happen. And and, and anything, you can insert anything into there that that you do, you you make a priority to do it. So if you want to do something, say you want um, uh, um, to to do better at your job or do better at school or to work on your marriage or whatever it may be, you have to make that a priority. In the same sense, if you want prayer to be effective, you want to be able to, to say that, that the fervent prayer of, of a righteous man availeth much, you want to say, my, my prayer has great power in its working, you, you have to make that a, an important priority. You have to make that a priority in, in, in your life. When prayer is a priority, things fall into place. Now, I don't want to say things are easy, because everybody in here will be like, wait a second, I've been praying for a long time and things aren't easy. Never said things were easy. I said things fall into place. When they fall into place, they fall into God's plan. Uh, Bill Hybels uh, wrote something that I wanted to share with you. He says, if we find ourselves praying less and less, it could be that we have never made prayer a fixed part of our everyday routine. If you find yourself, you're like, yeah, I don't pray like I, I, I want to or I should or I used to. It's because that prayer, essentially what he's saying is prayer is not a priority in your life. What effect does prayer have as a priority in your life? I'm glad you asked because it's in my notes, right? Daniel chapter 6. Turn there with me. What we're going to see in Daniel chapter 6, I want to, I want to share um, one, of the, one of the favorite stories of, of, of many, Daniel and the lions then. Look at verse 16 with me. <clears throat> If, if you haven't um, uh, picked up on it, I have one point for today. One, one main point for the whole entire sermon today. Did we pick it up, up on it? What, anybody, anybody want to go out on the limb? You must make prayer a priority in your life. Okay, that's the point. We're going to hit that from a couple different angles here. But priority is important. Verse 16. Daniel chapter 6. It says, Then the king commanded, and Daniel was brought and cast into the lion's den. Okay, Daniel um, was cast into the lion's den because uh, some guys conspired against him to, uh, uh, to, to, make, him, you know, to make him fall uh, because uh, God had great favor on him. He was advancing in the, the kingdom, in this pagan kingdom, and these guys didn't like it. So they, they, they devised a plan, got the, the king on board, uh, kind of deceived the king on, uh, to get him on board. Um, but here the outcome is that, that, that Daniel was found guilty of something that was in, in, uh, enacted by the king. Therefore, the, the punishment was to be thrown in the lion's den. Uh, very, that's a very condensed version of it. Read it for yourself. But the important part here is what we have to understand is that, that Daniel's in the lion's den. He was cast into the lion's den. And the king declared to Daniel, may your God whom you serve continually deliver you. And if you, know, if you highlight in your Bible, you underline, underline that, 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 that uh, sentence there. May your God whom you serve continually deliver you. Uh, because it's God whom you serve is going to deliver you. And we'll talk in a minute. But it says, and a stone was brought and laid on the mouth of the den. And the king sealed it with his own signet and, and with the signet of his lords that nothing may be changed concerning Daniel. Then the king went into his palace and spent the night fasting. No uh, diversions were brought to him and slept, fled from him. So the, 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 the stone was put on top of the, the den. Uh, that way the, the, the no one could get in and Daniel couldn't get out or the lions. Verse 19, then at, 
At break of day, the king arose and went in haste to the den of lions. As he came near to the den where Daniel was, he cried out in a tone of anguish. There's a whole sermon in here about the, the, um, how the, the, the king had a relationship with, with Daniel and what that was and how the response. That's not what we're focusing on here. That's a whole other, other uh, sermon here. But it says he cried out in a tone of anguish. The king declared to Daniel, O Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God, whom you serve continually, I think I see a pattern there, um, been able to deliver you from the lions. Then Daniel said to the king, O king, live forever. My God sent his angel and shut the mouths, or the lions' mouths, and they have not harmed me, because I was found blameless before him, and also before you, O king, I have done no harm. Then the king was exceedingly glad and commanded that Daniel be taken up out of the den. So Daniel was taken up out of the den and no kind of harm was found on him because he had trusted in his God. That's where I want to stop. I mean, because we can get into like the, 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 the king threw the bad guys in there and their bones were crushed and they're all, it was just a nasty, ugly looking scene. But we're not. What I want to focus on here is, okay, we know that Daniel was delivered. Everybody loves the story of Daniel being delivered from the lions then, right? How many of you have even used that analogy, of, you know, going into the lions then, or I was in the lions then, or how many of you use that analogy? No one? Come on now. All right, Dan, Dan, the praying man. Everybody else is just, I don't understand what you're saying. Okay, hold on. How many times have you been in a, a dark, a tough, a, 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 a position in your life? You're like, um, man, I'm just facing some, some of my greatest fears. You're, you're in that, the, the proverbial lion's den, and you want to be delivered. Daniel was delivered from a physical lion's den. I want to be delivered from the, the den of lions that I'm in right now. Maybe it's a job. Maybe um, it, it's a relationship. Maybe it's w w whatever. Maybe it's just a situation in which you're in, a, a, a sickness or what, whatever. But you're facing these lions, and you're like, man, I want, I want, to, I want to hold true to what, what, what happened to, to Daniel. Why can't that happen to me? If, if, you're, if you're reading the story, and, and you've seen there was a theme there, that there was a, the serving of, of God continually, right? You, you picked up on that? You said it twice in there? Now, I don't want to say that, okay, that you're not serving God continually, and that's why you're not being freed from the lion's den, which you're in right now. Well, what I do want to say is that Daniel's actions in the lion's den did not free Daniel from the lion's den. Let that sink in for a second. Wait a second, I'm kind of confused now. Daniel's actions in the lion's den was not why he was freed from the lion's den. Daniel's actions prior to the lion's den is why he was freed from the lion's den. Now, don't hear me like you're saying, well, crap, you know? What am I supposed to do now? I'm in the lion's den. You have hope. We have hope. But what I want to focus on is what happened prior to the lion's den that freed Daniel from the lion's den. Turn back to, uh, in chapter 6, maybe you might not have to turn, but in chapter 6, verse 10, we see what Daniel did prior to the lion's den that freed him from the lion's den. Verse 10, it says, uh, when Daniel knew that the document had been signed, that's that, that, that edict that went out that's saying that um, Daniel, that, that they, were, they, they trapped Daniel and uh, were able to throw him in there, into the den. It says that Daniel, he went to his house where he had windows in his upper chamber 
opened toward Jerusalem. It says he got down on his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he had done previously. Here's, here's my, my, my big push here, and this is what I'm going to propose, is that those events that, that took place inside the lion's den, again, did not free him. It was what he did before. He, what, what did he do before continually? He served God, but how did he do that? He prayed. He, he, he prayed. It says he prayed three times a day. It says that his posture was, he went in and he put himself in a posture of submittance. He humbled himself before God. And like we talked about last week, he put full dependence on God. He didn't know everything that was going to take place. But instead of being reactive of what, what, what's going on around him or what could happen, he was proactive. We need to be proactive in prayer. We don't know what tomorrow holds for us. We, we don't know what's going to happen when we leave here. What, 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 what I would say is when, when it says here um, in verse 23, it says that he had trusted in his God the reason that we can see that he, and how we can see that he trusted in God was because of the actions in which he did. A lot of us will say, yes, I trust God. But, but do our actions back up our words? Daniel's actions backed up his, his, his words. Remember, Jesus says, out of the mouth comes the overflow of the heart. So the things in which we do have to back up the things in which we say. Here, the things in which he did backed up what, uh, what the king knew about him. And he was delivered from the, the, the den. He was delivered from this, 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 this um, dark, nasty, fearful place because of what he did before. Now, I'm not saying that he didn't pray while he was in the lion's den. I'm sure he prayed while he was in there. But his faith and his continual servitude of God or to God and his prayer is what delivered him from the lion's den. Now, when I say that, some will say, well, you know what? I have a hard enough time praying one time a day. Okay, not everybody has to do the Daniel plan of prayer, right? It's a good thing for a diet, right? The 40-day Daniel plan, anybody did that? Everybody's like, what are you talking about? I know, whatever. Anyway, I know that, 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 that uh, Jeremiah and Laura did, but the, I can't do the, the, the Daniel plan of prayer and, play, and pray three times a day. R- remember, last week when we left here, I said, just, just do this. Pray five more minutes a day than you pray now. Just start with that. If you decide that you want to, you know what, I want to get in shape, I'm going to start running. You're not going to, you may, you should not go out and spend $1,000 in running gear and all this fancy gadgets and say, oh, I'm doing a half marathon. What's that, 13.3 miles, something like that, 13.1 miles? You're not, gonna, you're not going to go say, I'm going to do this and then run out the door and try to run 13 miles. What's going to happen? I'll be doing your funeral. 
right? But, but in, in the same sense, I'm not expecting, I know that God's not expecting you to be this um, super spiritual prayer warrior right out of the gate. We have to progress in our walk. That's why it's called a walk with him. That's why I said five, five more minutes. Five more minutes a day. And, and, and do that for a week. And then when you find that you, hey, hey I can do that. Then either make that, extend that a little bit into 10 minutes. Or maybe extend it into two five-minute periods in the day. But, but don't, don't let the devil say, man, you're just too busy for that. You got too much of this. You, 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 you're, and there's a good book you got to read. It's, it, it's uh, Too Busy Not to Pray by Bill Hybels. Um, you, you are, I'm not going to say that y'all aren't busy. We, we're the most busiest uh, uh, society in human history. We're busy, right? But you're, the, the busyness of your life is going to get busier and busier and busier and busier. You're always going to have an excuse why not to pray. So if you're too busy to pray, you're, you're too busy not to pray because you need the, the strength to make it through your busyness, right? Well, some would say that, that okay, I, I, I want to do that. How do I, how do, I do that? How, how do I make um, prayer a, a priority in, in my life? Well, um, I, I think it starts with identifying something, something that you can sacrifice, and when I, well, wait a second, I, just, I, I don't want to give anything up. Well, I don't want to add more to your already, already busy life. What can you give up for, remember, five minutes. What can you give up to just spend five minutes in prayer? Or ten minutes, whatever it is. What, what, what can you sacrifice? Now, um, so, something that I have not done in, the, in the, the, the time, how long have I been here? Eight years, nine years now, something like that? Um, in, in the span in which I've been the pastor here, um, one, one thing that we have not done is observed Lent, okay? Um, not because I think it's a bad thing. Not, well, it, t- t- truth be told, when, when I came in here, I threw everything out, baby with the bathwater and everything, all tradition. And, and I've already repented of that. Um, and and, and I, I told... Uh, I told Shelly the other day, I'm going to bring sexy back, um, and I started singing the song, right? <laughs> Do I need to sing it now? Y'all got it. Come on now. Um, no, I want to bring some tradition back. We've already started that uh, uh, over the past couple years. Um, one of the things I think, though, that is important is uh, to observe Lent. Um, we're going to observe Lent as a church th- th- this year. Uh, it starts on February 14th, uh, which is Valentine's Day. So you have no excuse of forgetting either Lent or Valentine's Day, right? Um, but, uh, but you could use it as an, as an excuse. Well, honey, I didn't buy you chocolates because you're, 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 you're sacrificing sweets, right? Um, <laughs> hey, dudes, I'm trying to help you out here. Um, but, but, what I, but what Lent is, it's, it's a 40-day preparation for Easter. That, 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 that's all that it is. Um, a lot of people make it into a lot of things that it's not. It's, it's, it's a 40-day period in which you are going to sacrifice ultimately for the greatest sacrifice that, that, that took place. That's Christ dying on the cross and him rising on the third day. So it's, it's a time period of where we just reflect and we, we sacrifice something. And when we, whatever it is we sacrifice, we don't just take something away. Then we have some time, an extra time to do something else. So, so my suggestion, and, and y'all don't have to do this. 
There's no, no one's going to show up to your, none of those guys, as scary as they look up here, none of those guys are going to show up to your house and, are you observing Lent? No, 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 no. This is voluntarily. This is voluntary. And it was funny. We're at, we had a, 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 a get together, a meeting on Thursday night, and I was told that I am not the mean guy that I think that I am. I'm actually a big teddy bear. Um, Mike told me that, by the way. <laughs> I'm not... So he, bu- he bursted my bubble. Um, but anywho, uh, what, what, no, no mean guy is going to press anything on you. I'm going to invite you uh, on February 14th. So you have from now, which is January 14th. Uh, yesterday was Kalina's birthday, by the way. So make sure you tell her happy birthday. Um, you knew it was going to come in sooner or later. She's like, what, you 42? Not as old as What? Hey, hush, hush. Um, <laughs> and always backfires. Um, but, but. Sissy did it. Yeah, I went from 44 to 35. 44 to 35. <laughs> That's funny. That is funny. <laughs> so, so today is January 14th. You have one month to come up with maybe one, it's just one thing, or maybe a list of things that you want to sacrifice. Um, and, and keyword, keyword sacrifice. You have to sacrifice something to make something else a priority in your life. It's not just giving up on something, and it's not just a convenient time to diet. That's what a lot of people say. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm on, no, it's called a diet. No, no. So sacrifice something, whatever that may be. If you don't know what it is you want to, that you can sacrifice, Talk to, to one of the, the, the guys um, or talk to somebody to, to identify maybe one, two, three, whatever it may be. But whatever it is, sacrifice something in preparation for, for Easter. And during that time, take that time to whatever, that, that, that time you have, that, that, that now you have a, this, this opening, you have an opening in your schedule, insert prayer. Maybe, maybe you're the one that, that, that watches, like we talked a, a couple weeks ago or whatever it was, that watches 5.2 hours of TV a day. That's the national average. Maybe you're, so maybe it's <laughs> sacrificing some of that. We have the ability to make prayer a priority in our lives. The question is, are we going to do it? Are we going to be preemptive and proactive by making prayer this important thing in our life so that when we face the lion's den, not if we do, because we're all going to face a lion's den at one point or another, but when we face that lion's den, we face it with the understanding that my God is going to deliver me from this. He's going to see me through all of whatever it is that happens. Or are we going to wait and make prayer the break glass and pray because, oh crap, I'm in a bad situation, now I better pray. If prayer is a priority in our life and we're doing it on a continual basis, when those times hit, you're already in the the, the correct posture. You're already where you need to be to be able to face whatever it is that life throws at you. And life is going to throw things at us. If you read back, there, there's um, actually there's some free books out in the, in the lobby there. One of those books on there is the, the Fox's Book of, Mar- of Christian Martyrs. Pick up that, 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 that book. It's a, it's a good um, condensed version of, of that book. 
um, and just thumb through it and see all of the, the, the people who were killed because of their faith um, in Jesus Christ in, in, the, in the beginning of, of, of the, the church, of church history. And I say that because you can, you read about these martyrs and they, the reason they were able to face what it is that they were able to face is because they had a faith in Christ. And the way in which they had a faith in Christ that was displayed was it was uh, acted out and their faith was, and I'm going to use the word preserved and hear me when I say this, their faith was preserved by prayer. Because when we enter into uh, uh, that, that, that tough time, if we don't have that preservation, that, that, that stuff that's going to um, uh, uh, help us through, which is prayer, faith in God, to help us through, we're going to be like stuck in the lion's den. We're going to be beating on the door, let me out, let me out, let me out, let me out. But if we, um, sh- if we uh, I was going to say shower, but uh, let's, let's use this word. We'll use a Christianese word. If we baptize ourselves in prayer, understand what baptize means, to immerse ourselves in prayer, and everybody, that will be on a different level. When we face that den, we can face it with a confidence. Like Hebrews 4, 16 says, that with confidence we can enter into the, pro, the, the throne room, and we can receive mercy, and we can receive grace, and have help in time of need. So, so what I want us as a church body to do is to say yes. And what I'm saying, what you need to say yes to is, I am going to make prayer a priority in my life. That, that, that's it. That, 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 that's all that, that I want to encourage you um, to do today and tomorrow and the next day and the next day. Just every day make prayer a priority Five minutes, 10 minutes, whatever it is, make it a priority. Because if you don't, we'll talk next week a little bit more about the don'ts. What, what, what can happen? You'll have an ineffective life. You'll have a life that's not in God's will. You're going to be self-reliant. But if we make prayer a priority, <laughs> the, 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 um, the, the, what do they say? The sky's the limit. Paul says, I think it's in Ephesians, that, that, that God get, is um, able to do more than we can even ask or we can even think. You can't, you can't out-ask God. Pray big. Make it a priority.